Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of the Cowboy Stories podcast. I have been waiting so long, it seems like, to share this episode with you. It's been a process getting this podcast up and going, but I hope that you enjoy it as much as I do. I had the opportunity to interview Pratt Gates from Esclani, Utah, and he is one of the old-time cowboys left in the area. He has some pretty incredible stories, and I can't wait for you guys to hear them. Thanks for saying yes and letting me come over and visit with you. I guess just one of the first questions that I had was kind of how you got started in the lifestyle. Well, uh, I don't think most uh, you young people uh, knows how I got started because my mother died when I was born. The day I was born, she died. Really? And I was given to the family down here, Charles and Alice ba Bailey. And they was in the livestock business. And uh, they never, my dad had two, three other kids. And they wondered why they, my dad didn't go get me. Said we've got all we can take care of. But, uh, I guess I never was adopted or anything like that, but they had a lot of the cattle, and uh, I got raised up in that Bailey family. Okay. Uh, I wasn't liked too well by the brothers, but <laughs> but anyway, uh, they treated me good, and they put me through school, and they gave me a chance to go to college and I wasn't smart enough to go to college because I was taken out of the high school out of district school out of high school sent to the desert or to the mountain with the cattle and sheep okay so you and had so, a lot of responsibility early on all, with all early of that. On, all I got sent down the desert when I was 10 years old alone sent sleeping in an old sheep wagon. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so I when can, you got sent down there when you were 10, were you just out gathering cows to bring them back to town, or no, what were you doing? Just watching over them in the spring of the year, watching over them, the calves, the cows and calves. And I was camped right there at the Willow Tank, you know, mm -hmm. uh, where that is. And, and uh, there was very much, very little traffic, traffic come down there. And one day a car come back from the Holden Rock, had, a, had a, some couples in, and they stopped. And uh, they asked me if I wanted something to eat. I said, well, I guess. So they gave me some fruitcake or some, some kind of. 
And I ate that, and I never got so sick that night. Really? <laughs> oh, what was in that fruitcake? Yeah, it was a devil's cake or something. I don't know what it was, but anyway, it tasted good. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, so at 10 um, years old, you rode from town to Willow Tank yeah, by yourself yeah, and yeah. camped out there for a while. Yeah. How far of a ride would you say that was? How long oh, did it take yeah, you to get yeah, there? Yeah. Willow Tanks, but well, you have to go down and go across Black Ridge, you know where that is, mm -hmm. and on over to, to Willow Tank. And uh, it, it's got to be uh, 30 miles, because it's about 10 miles or a little more to the Holy Rock. Yeah. I don't think there's a 10-year-old kid today who would dare do that by themselves. <laughs> uh, they wouldn't even have the chance. That's right. And I want to tell you that I was out with them old-timers. And I was not, I've never forgot uh, some of them guys. Arcola's uh, uh, uncle and Almy Liston when I was young. And that's where I learned my be out. Okay. And then uh, Bailey's, uh, when they divided uh, the ranges down there, Bailey's, uh, I was out with Gail Bailey, that, that was McKay's dad. Okay. And McKay was, we'd pack our horses out here at the top of the rocks and be gone for a week with the packs clear down out on the Spencer Flat. And that was after the cattle was uh, off the desert. But we was looking for strays and stuff like that. And, and then we'd travel the desert to see what we could find. Cool. And I was just a big kid. <laughs> so those are some of the guys that you learned from. It's like Arcola's uncle and Gail. And, and are those kind of the guys yeah. that you looked up to? Yes, Almy Liston, Andy Spencer, oh, they was uh, in the Gates family. My dad never did go. My real dad was never did go. We had a few cattle, but uh, he depended on the rest of the guys to bring them in. And, and uh, who else? Thurman Spencer, Bud Gates, and oh. there's a lot of a lot of them old timers that taught me all about the desert, and, and I guess I, when they were gone, I was the only one who knew more most about it. Yeah. We had some people come in here, and buy in. They they didn't last very long. In fact, they got caught stealing. Really? Found them, their tracks and taking cattle, and, and so the association here sent uh, a posse down after them. Really? And the one guy says, they'll never take me alive, and now you have to come out in the court. And they, and, uh, they went down there and they caught them way down the lower end of the 25, just to going on the river. 
just going mine. onto the river with all the stolen cows. Yeah, yeah. and uh, they, uh, I remember that mostly because they, he, my uncle Horv Bailey was uh, the, the sheriff. Oh, okay. Deputy sheriff. And when they rode in through camp, uh, that guy said they'll never take me alive if I give up like I. He, uh, and he was originally from Boulder. Oh, really? A Carter, a Carter man. And, uh, he went to prison. For that uh, incident? For that incident. So by so the association that you said that went after them was that like the sheriff and some other local cowboys or who? Well, yeah, it was two or three local cowboys. They were deputized. Oh, okay. The sheriff deputized them, and they brought them. They didn't bring them in, but I can remember for sure. But they, when they got, they got the cattle back. And then later on, they had the court, and the one, the one man was sent to prison. The other one was give up, any, even going down there on the desert. He had a few cattle himself, and then the other guy, he was he took off and went to Washington, state of Washington. Interesting. And eventually, they all come back here. And, uh, I'm surprised they were welcomed back here yeah, after well, that. Well, they, they wasn't that bad. All right. They were just thieves. They just, oh, huh. They, and they, the one of them had the cattle uh, over to Boulder. And why he got into that mess with, well, it was his uh, uncle. Oh, okay. Uh, was the one. So kind of got tied but up. Anyway, I, <laughs> I remember that real well. Huh. So I heard a story once, I can't remember who told it or where I heard it from, but they said that as kids, you and Arnold Alvey, and I can't remember who else, you guys were in charge of marking the calves when the cows would come back yeah. up to town off the desert. Is that yeah. is that true? Yep. That, we, We'd string them, uh, the cattle would be, know what, when they got down there, the, the bunch of guys to gathering and starting them up. So all the older and, guys would go start them up. Yeah. Uh, we'd go down to 10 miles every, about every two days and open the gate and let them come. And we'd, me and Arnold and... Uh, Oh, there was a couple more guys. I can't remember exactly who was. We'd rope the calves going long and mark them. So when we got in to the big tagging, tagging trail, except that the, uh-huh. you've seen it, it's in tough shape now. Uh, when we went that trail, we'd, we'd brand the calves and then we'd run them through the chute and trail, different trails and that go to North Creek. The upper Valley, Main Canyon, and cool. some of them would come down here and go to Pine Creek. Huh. So as a kid, your main job was to mark them so you knew whose was whose by the time you got to the trail. Yeah. So. 
Yes, huh. How old were you when you were doing that? Oh, I was, I was 15, oh. 16, I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> huh. How old were you the very first time you remember going? Do you remember that? or? I can't hardly remember. Only I went and go down on that desert. And I was 10 years old, I know. And... Then I just I was just down there every year from in the spring and in the winter. Yeah. And boy, that was some winter too. No, just like it is this winter. No snow, no feed. This is dry. You were dry, but we did have a lot of hay. We had a lot of water coming off off the mountain, and we always had a lot of hay. I remember. When I was in high school, minute high school day was over, I'd have to go down home. I lived just across the street in the old Bailey home. That's where that. Okay. Get on the horse and ride clear down to where the Flying V's got their headquarters now. Mm -hmm. We had a big old 90 foot barn that was full of hay, besides a stack or two. I'd have to feed a hundred and some cattle and get on the horse and come back and go to basketball practice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sounds like you're busy. Well, I I like sports. I've I done all right. Uh, if we'd had a coach in the first two or three years, but, but the guy we had, we he wasn't a coach. He didn't. Just sit on the bench and let you play. I was playing <laughs> substitute, and he didn't like me. He'd, my brother, my real brother, he wouldn't even let him play, and he's one of the best ball players there was in the country. Really? Yeah, I don't know why he didn't like him, but maybe it was the same way with me too. But anyway, uh, that's what I had to do all winter long, horseback. Wow. Do you remember any particular winter that stands out or as being worse than any of the other ones? Or well, '49 was a bad winter, uh, about as bad as you can ask for. We had snow deep right out in front here, which it was clear up. Well, it wasn't '49. It was yeah, it was '49, but. We had some deep snows since, about every two or three years. Did and you lose any cattle due to that? Or? Yes. And what I was going to say, I was still in high school in 49. Uh, earlier than that, all these cowboys, uh, Thurman Spencer and Bud Gates and Orcola's dad was camped down the desert trying to save them cattle lives. The snow was so deep and the wind was blowing, blowing hard all the time and uh, they got, we got a lot of cattle home, uh, but they, they lost just about as many up here because they oh. waited too long uh, to go down there. 
when they got there, that snow was deep and drifting, and uh, Arcola's uncle around me, they found a tree that had 13 dead wow. under it. They'd starved to death. And then they, they'd have to take a cat and go out to, well, they'd find a bunch of cattle, the cowboys, find a bunch of cattle and uh, they'd come back and they'd, they had a, I can't remember who was driving that cat, would take the cat and go out and the thing would blow full. One time they got out there and got the cattle and brought them back. The cat had to wow. build another Make track. another trail. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. Now, I don't think we've had a bad winter like that. We've had snow. It's deep, but it was it blowed here all all winter. Gosh. I know we we saved more more of our cattle, the Bailey's cattle, down here feeding them. Uh, so did they turn most of theirs out, or did they try to keep most of them in and feed them that year? Well, they they did. They turned them out. Then they uh, Gale and his brother and them went down there and they gathered uh, uh, most of the, most of ours back. I call them ours. Mm -hmm. ours uh, years ago, Bailey's went into the Harris, War, Harris country and the dump country and the V country. And the rest of the guys would go down on the main desert Okay. Clear down to, they went clear down to Willow Tank. And, and uh, they'd, we'd have to go, when I was just a kid, oh, I must have been 14 or 15, we'd pack up or take a wagon, or uh, I know I drove that wagon down. You did? And Arnold was. Drove that wagon down for for bedrolls and things, and her dad had a, a big truck, and he took uh, the grain and and uh, some hay for the horses. The first night we'd camp right there just before you went, went on the Black Ridge. Now you you probably seen that old road when you go off Sunset Flat. Uh-huh. Uh, goes around under the mountain and over the, Back uh, around kind of by a wildcat? Yeah. Yeah. Up above wildcat? Mm-hmm. But we camped right there one night. Up on that road? Up on that road before we went on to uh, Black Ridge. Okay. Uh, and uh, then the next morning we packed up everything and went on down to Willow Tank and camped up in right above this, where the, the water tank is, mm -hmm. up in a canyon right there, Dead Head Canyon. That's where we, they had a cradle up in there. I don't know who built it, but he was there when I was there. Cool. Just a boy. We used it for the horses uh, at night and that's been a lot of years.
Yeah. Huh. That's neat. Would you say that going down on the desert, was that some of the neatest places you've ever been horseback? Or can you think of a particular place that... Well, uh, as the years went by, I was still living down to Bailey. Uh, I made a trade. I I owned some permit out here on the desert. Okay. And uh, that guy wanted it. Uh, Reeves Baker was his name. And uh, he wanted. Uh, he he had some fifty mile mountain permit, and he wanted to get back here on the desert. So I traded that permit off for that his permit on the. 50 mile mountain. Oh, you did. And that, uh, going up that 50, uh, it just uh, makes your heart race. I was, I've seen horses fall out there and mules. I've heard and, stories about that. Yeah. You see them fall and you just wonder what in the heck you're doing down here. But I loved that fifty. I wish I, I wish I hadn't sold it. Really? I sold it. Uh, I can't remember Robert Liston or well, Neil or somebody. Okay. And How I, long did you have it for? Oh, I had it for four or five years. And one year, not just a, a big kid and. Uh, we had was out some cattle down there, and we went up on there in December. Me and me and Amy Liston and Kemp Spencer and Cook. We had to go up on there and hunt them, and uh, we, we never never had the little cabin. We had just a tent. Robert and Neil built a little cabin there, mud holes. And uh, but we was camped there to mud holes. That was our permit, the mud holes allotment. And <laughs> we we all slept in that tent except Almy. He was an older man. He wouldn't sleep in there. <laughs> he wouldn't. How come? <laughs> he was. I don't know what he was scared of, but he was an old bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> he'd sleep outside, and he had a one of the army cots. We'd get up early in the morning, and it just looked like a ball, <laughs> ball in the, there. And how he stood that cold, I'll never know. But anyway, we had to go way down on what they call the Gates Points. You can't get it. You can get off. In a place or two, but it's way down in. But anyway, uh, we got down in there and we struck a little bunch of cattle. We got them held up, and, uh, and of course I was just a kid. You stay here and hold these cattle. We're going on down, look down on these points. Them cattle was working themselves down on them points, trying to get off. And I never spent such a cold day. I thought I was going to freeze to death. Really? 
And how old were you then, do you think? Oh, I was, I was 16 or 17. And uh, but they finally made it back and we had, had the cattle. We was up there about three or four days. And talk about cold. And we run out of food. And uh, we, so we went up and that's when you could go off the upper trail. Mm -hmm. Just over from the cat, wildcat. That's where we took our cattle. The one that comes off on Bla onto Black Ridge? It comes off on Black Ridge. Uh, I was going to tell you, when I first went on there, that was the prettiest sight I ever seen. Them cattle had been up on there before. And when we got up on the bench, them cattle were strung clear up that trail and up, up on the... Didn't get right on. I guess it was the call to the 50, but they went, got up there. But that was the prettiest sight I'd seen when I was a That's cool. kid. And they was Elaine Liston, Robert Liston, and their dads took them, all took them down there except me. Never had no dad. But anyway, uh, they, they went with the packs. When we got up in there, when you get up on there on that trail, there's a big basin. They called it the basin. Up the trail from Black Ridge? Yes. Okay. When you get up on top of the 50, and there's this big basin, then they have to you go around and up a rock trail. I don't know how them people ever built that trail in them rocks. It was solid rock that they'd blasted. Oh, it was, it was that high, and we was there all day. We left that cat to, just to break a day. We was there all day getting all them cattle out of that big basin because they was hungry. Yeah. And it was okay, and we got them up. But, but wow. Yeah, but I, that's fifty miles held on to me for, I was a stoop to trade it off. Really? So you ended you ended up trading it for something else, yeah. or what ended up happening? Yeah. Oh, I had uh, about 25, 30 head up there, and I traded it off to somebody, huh. Robert Liston or somebody. Huh. And did you just trade for something back here, yeah. closer to town? Mm -hmm. I heard you have to have good horses if you're going to be going on the 50 a lot. Did you always ride good horses? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's one thing I had down, down near the Baileys. He was a horseman, and he would get these government remount horses uh, in uh, when the cavalry was still in effect in the, you know, the U.S. Army. Okay. And he'd, they'd sent him a stallion. He had one, two, three, three stallions. And we had one called Chili Flight. And he, we got some of the best horses, cow horses you've ever seen in your life. That's cool. I had one, I had one of the last ones. My real dad 
had two, and he sold one of my Bailey brothers one. Well, he wouldn't, didn't have too much sense. And he went down, went on the river, got him in the quicksand, oh. and they had to pull him, pull the horse out. The other guys, there's three or four of them went that day. I was camped, we was all camped out to 20 mile. Or Willow Tank. It Willow Tank, I believe. And they went down to Coyote Gulch and on the river. And he got him in the quicksand in one of them bends. And they had to pull him out, the horse. Yeah. And he never got over it. He was always still. Really? But uh, he was one of the best horses. Does that happen to them when they get in the sand like that? They, if, if they have a lot of trouble getting out like that, uh, it will stifle them in the shoulder. Oh, okay. Hurt them, it hurts them somehow. That's too bad. Yeah. But uh, Bailey's had a lot of... Paul, I call him Paul. He had a lot of good mares and, and, and these government st stallions. And did he raise and sell a lot of them or did he raise yeah, them to he, use he, them? Yeah, he sold all the good ones and, and I rode and I rode some good ones. We kept some good ones, but he'd trade them for old Dunghill horses. And I don't know <laughs> what. <laughs> and you uh, got stuck with those ones? Well, I. I rode some good horses. In fact, I was married when we had the last one. He died right down there where the uh, where the Plan B's got the got the high headquarters now. Okay. Would you say that was probably your favorite horse that you yeah, had? Yeah. What What was he? Yeah, one out of the chili flight. Then we had a horse called. Uh, Jim Robin, another one that they brought in here, and that was the meanest bucking sucker you ever see, seen. He, we had that big barn down here, Bailey's did. He, we had him in a big alleyway, that's where we put him. That's where Jerry Flight was anyway, because we had mares sometimes in the big main trail. And uh, we bred, he, we bred uh, 12 or 13 mares that year with different people here in town. They had one horse out of that 13 didn't buck. Really? Wow. And I had one, I had one of them and uh, he, he couldn't throw, he throwed me off once. I was up there at Arnold Alves getting ready, we was going down down the desert and up in the collect. Bailey's had some permit up in the right-hand collect. Okay. And me and Arnold was going down there to check the water in the summertime. And I, I got all ready and went up to Arnold's and had my pack horses. I was just, just sitting there to have to sleep and that sucker lit, lit into bucking <laughs> and throwed me off right there in the street. Oh. And, and took off and went out and by Dennis Lots and and somebody stopped him out there. He had my rifle in and um, but they brought him back and 
got on him. But every every day he'd buck. He'd just keep trying you every day. Yeah. When I went on the mission, uh, and they wrote and told me they sold a, sold that horse, I celebrated a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Where did you go on your mission? Northern California. Really? Yeah, I was a, it was a good mission uh, for a half a mission. And I, I got sent up to Redding, California. And they gave me every missionary that was either sick or wouldn't, didn't want to do the work. And I, I spent a miserable mission. One of them was a kid that was sick. Out well, here to Richfield. Oh, really? He he was he's got stunted birth, and they sent him on mission. I don't know why, but anyway, I ended up with him, and he was all right. But he we'd go to some people's place to give him give him a lesson. He could do it in a minute. And the lesson, then I'd have to take over. And, I got tired and aggravated, and then I had a kid that come out there. All he wanted to do was go to the church house and play the piano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he wasn't supposed to go alone, but I got so I couldn't go there and listen to him every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be hard. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> he didn't want to do any tracking. And we, that's when we went from door to door. They, they don't have to do that now. Yeah. Huh. But anyway. Did that make you miss? Did that, that make you miss Escalant? Did that make you miss yes. home? In fact, I was on my way home two or three times. Not. I was going to get an early release because these people's sons, Gail and Hugh, was his name, wouldn't help with the cattle. Oh, really? They got, Gail got his own, and and left Pa, he was getting old, and so they was, had me on my way home two or three times to help. Yeah. Then they'd get, somebody would volunteer to help them, and uh, that's the way it was until they died, both of them died. Both of the? Brothers. Okay. Huh. And then I bought it. After they passed away? Well, no. They was alive. Oh, and okay. I, they offered it to me, so I bought it. $80,000 for 500 head. And what permits were those? Like That, that was, a, a, that was a, all the way from Wildcat back this way, and the Spencer Flat. Okay. The V. And clear up, clear up the ten mile. Okay, so did you have did you have all of that first, or did you have the fifty first? Uh, no, I had to, had both of them. Both of them at the mm. same time. Okay. Huh. We went uh, we went back before uh, the rest of the guys quit, and, and they signed me and Federal Lima Usher Spencer and. 
and I can't remember who else, to go. We camped over the mud holes and we'd go off down with the packs and get salt rock. That was that old hard stuff. We'd haul it, they'd haul it down okay. <laughs> before we went upon there, but we'd get it and pack it and put it down there, and then we'd go get it uh, okay. with the packs and haul it up on there. And this one guy had two mules, and I had one horse packing, and I can't remember who was the other one had one. Anyway, I had an old gray mule that my dad, Paul, had bought from a fellow named Mont Griffin. They had sheep, and you had to run him in a crowd or get her a rope and get a rope and make a rope crowd. And when you got him in there, then you could walk right up to him. But you couldn't <laughs> catch him out. You couldn't catch him out in the trees or nothing. He'd just run with a pack. And, but anyway, I had him packing one, one, uh, one pack of salt up on there. Did you have to keep a hold of him the no, whole time or he'd run no, off? Or? No, we'd... Uh, it was just catching him just first. Just catching him when after we got where we was going. Just like over the mud holes, we had to run him in a rope crowd to catch him to get the salt off from him. <laughs> and, 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 he was... Uh, you, you couldn't ride him. At least I don't... Never did see him road, but come to find out they'd whipped, whipped him and got him that way. The, they had a herd of sheep and would go up where your family goes now, up on Canaan. Oh, yeah. And up they, they'd go up there with a the herd of sheep. Griffins, Mountain, uh, Lester Griffin. Really? But anyway, we was going up going up that metal trail, and the, the mules was in uh, the Usher um, Spencer had two mules, and I had this one mule and a horse, and, and a saddle horse, and that other guy had a horse and a mule. But anyway, uh, this uh, old gray grown mule was in second behind the first mule. He was going up the trail. And he laid down the first mule. And so I jumped off my horse and, and went up around to start get him up and start him. And that, I seen that rolling mule look around and see me. And he went, the mule got up right then and that mule went up and hit that lead mule and knocked him off. Knocked the lead mule off. Yeah. Oh. We went down and got the salt off and he broke his back. Really? Oh, that's too bad. That uh, damn rolling mule, that was something else. He thought you were going to catch him. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we, we went up on, when we got over to mud holes, he. Uh, yeah, over the mud holes, we had a string of rope around through the trees and then run him in 
to catch him. He just stopped and he knew he was caught. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, then I seen another horse fall off that middle trail or off the uh, mud holes trail and over the, the cat trail. They call it the upper trail. Uh, you go out of, out of the cat, wild cat trail. Okay. Over and up on the bench and up. And up. Uh, your dad, your dad and them went up there and tried to fix it, I guess. Uh, but there's too many big rocks. Oh, really? They needed dynamite. To, uh, I know me and Robert, before I traded it off to him, uh, and Cook, listen, we went down there and had to blast some so the cows could get up some rock to get up on there, go on up the trail. That's about the last time I was there for a lot of, about a time, long while. Huh. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet... You can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Do you think, were some of the worst wrecks that you ever saw, did they happen going up that trail, or did you see other ones happen other places? Well, I was in one. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I was in a Provo hospital for 30 days. Really? What happened? That was when I threw a cowboy in. I was working over here at Turnabout, and I, I had a group of young girls down the down the desert, and we was right there at the halfway hall, uh, and we was gathering cows and little calves, and I was on this horse I got here, and I had a young dog that I'd been monkeying with here, and I took him out, and that's the first time he's been out, and we, I was a watching them girls bring them cattle around the edge of the trail. That dog come running out of the trail and started to heal this horse. Oh. And I was sitting sideways in the saddle, never had either stirrup, and that horse lit in the bucking. And I lasted about three jumps, and, and I thought, well, I knew it was hurt. Got thrown off, or I... I more jumped off. I just fell off. Uh -huh. I never had no legs, and, and that dog was still chasing that uh, that horse, biting him. Gosh! And I just hollered at him. Uh, he just stopped dead still. And the horse come right back over to where I was, and and. Uh, of course, the dog got got lost. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask what happened to the but dog. But they hauled me to the hospital. <laughs> that doctor saved my life. I was bleeding to death inside. Oh. That's broke, a long ways to the hospital, coming yeah. off the desert. Well, it was over to Panguage. And 
we had radio and we called Myron. And, uh, you don't know him, but he was from Tropic. He was the manager of, the, of it, a good man. And they, I bet they wasn't 20 minutes getting down there in the vehicles. Wow. But anyway, I was walking around. And, uh, you were walking after yeah, that? Yeah. I, I got up and tried to ride. And I talk about hurt. But anyway, my pelvic was all broke up. Wow. There was a bleed. I was bleeding to death. I had a stomach. One time I got up to Provo on the airplane. I had a look like an eight or a month old. Like you were pregnant because yeah. of all the blood? About a month. No, eight months. Wow. <laughs> but anyway, they took me right in and stopped the bleeding and took that big of blood out. Wow. Anyway, that's one of the wrecks that I've seen. Another wreck I've seen was we camped there when I was just a big kid. There was a wildcat. That's when the well, we had a well there. You've probably been by it. I think and I've seen it. Where, no yeah. well. Good water. We went where we got our drinking water. We had a tent right there, and uh, some of the guys had been down, down through into Coyote Gulch, and come back up the 25, mm -hmm. and was, and they brought a two-year-old long-eared steer, or bull. It was a bull. Brought him, brought him up there, and they tied him up there by the, to the old cottonwoods. And uh, the next day when we moved camp, we moved up to 20 mile, instead of either leading that, bu that bull, he was a dirty sucker. They turned him loose right there, and he ran right into the tent. Went right into the tent after oh him. I can't gosh. remember who was. <laughs> I can't remember who he was after. So your tent and your camp was all set so, up, and he just ran right in. Yeah, he ran right into that tent. There, the cat tore to old pieces. He had horns, I don't know, about that long, somewhere. He had <laughs> horns, and he didn't hurt the guy. It was a, he was chasing. But, uh, they, they roped somebody roped him there. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be something to have a bull chase you right into your camp. Yeah. <laughs> Not only the camp, the tent. <laughs> or the tent all up. <laughs> but anyway, I, I remember things like that. And I loved that desert. Then come along, they divided it between a bunch of cowboys up here and, and more Listons and, and Spencers. And Andy Spencer, uh, her dad, he come up this side okay. of the cat. And then we had all the V and the dump and, and all, all Spencer Platt. Then they took 
after I got out, they they give the Spencer flat to Del Fever, and I went down to help fence it down there, and so oh. these cattle wouldn't get into our part. Okay. Well, how long were you in Korea? Oh, a little over a year. I was in the United States going to school. They'd send me, they sent me clear back to South Carolina and go to, go to school. And then they sent me up to Fort Campbell, Kentucky. Wow. And then I was in California and took my basic training. In fact, that's where this all started, my hearing uh, out on the firing range. Really? As a shooting, we shot for five days with rifles and no, no hearing, hearing plug. Protection, or you'd be, be laying right down the next to your partner, firing. Then they put me on uh, rockets, shooting, shooting. We called them bazookas then. And shooting them, no, no hearing aid. And then uh, when I got up to Fort Campbell, we chasing, chasing prisoners, and, uh, shooting shotguns. Nope, nope, hearing aid. When I got over there, no hearing aid. Huh. But anyway, I lost my hearing. But I was over there all year. The worst part of it all was riding that ship over there. Really? Eleven days from, from San Francisco to Japan. Wow. Eleven. He fed the dead fish all the way, even though he didn't have nothing. <laughs> he fed the fish all the way, is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> uh. But it... Uh, They'd lock you in down in the bottom of the ship really? at night. In case something happened, you wouldn't even, uh, wouldn't have a chance. Uh, did you get through that all right, or was that pretty scary? Pretty scary. I was right up on the front lines uh, uh, chasing after prisoners. After when when the war ended over there. And all the big North Koreans moved back above the 38th parallel. They was left some their soldiers in trend in caves on the south side, South Korea. We was chasing them. Wow. And we chased them three days a week and walked guard three days a week and had Sunday off. Huh. But it, I'd never want to see it again. I don't But they that. say it's the most mo modern place you want to go now. Really? I was talking to a fellow down there, Zion, coming in there, him and his wife, and riding. And he'd, he lived in South Korea. And he says, oh, you would want to say that. You want to come back and see what, what they've done over there. I said no. I don't blame you. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go back if I would have had to go through that. No, 
you it's the darndest country you've ever seen. Hmm. What what was something that helped you get through that? Like did it increase your faith at all or did it I don't know what I'm really asking. Well I never seen a, a what do they call them? A, a church member or anybody while I was over there. In fact, I never even seen him, seen him in basic training only once. And he was from up here, Spanish Fork, a money. His last name was uh, Reverend Money. Not Reverend, but uh, uh, you didn't call my, them guys reverends. And it was just their name. That's the only one I seen all the time I was in the service. They never come up to the front. Uh, if you had to go to, if you, was a chance to go to church or someplace, you, you'd have to get, get in the truck or something and go clear back down to what they call, uh, well, down to uh, Injong. Okay. Down to Enchom. Then there, I, I didn't find anybody there, but they was up to where the capital of uh, South Korea is. I went up there once, but it wasn't on a Sunday, and uh, I seen two or three boys that was from here. I met them up, huh. up there. The war was over. Yeah. Well, I bet that also made you miss. Huh? I bet that also made you miss home, miss being back running cows, chasing them around like Arcola says. <laughs> yeah, I I loved it. it I, I wasn't too smart, so that was the best thing. <laughs> the best thing I could do. Huh. How would you define the cowboy? What does that word even mean? Hard work. Hard work. Hard work. It's a good way to put it. Do you think that that the cowboys who are running cattle and stuff today, do you think that they are as good as the people who have done it in the past? Or how would yes, you compare? Yes, some, some of them. Is. Your dad is just as near like them as they can be. They had a hard time. Them, them old timers. The, the prices wasn't like they are now. Well, they wasn't. That's the reason I had to sell out. I was selling cabs like they sell now for seventy dollars ninety. Most was ninety dollars a piece. A piece. Wow. And we couldn't. We couldn't make it to the expense. Uh, expense they had. And uh, I, got, I don't know how your dad's doing or anybody else down there. Uh, but it, it's a hard, hard life. Well, there wasn't anybody to help them either because the draft took them all. Yeah. Vernon, he no more got, up, got graduated and they took all the boys in his class. Wow. Well, they took me, 
It was a month after I got off the mission. They drafted me and uh, they had the draft board over to Panguage, as usual. And they took me and Wells McNelly. He's smart. All the McNellys are smart. <laughs> huh. But some of them don't use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I come home and Bailey's had their cattle and nobody to help him. Only a time or two. Well, some of the Gates family, uh, you, you wouldn't know them. Hiram Gates and Bud uh -huh. Gates and, and uh, would help him and these uh, other guys uh, would help him when I was gone. And I didn't have to come home. But anyway, I took it over and one was a drank, I drank a awful heavy whip his dad and, mm. and I finally took it over and What do you think the hardest part about living that lifestyle is? Maybe I could have each of you give your own answer. Farming. Farming. <laughs> That's the hardest I, part. <laughs> the thing about it was is these people had money, but they wouldn't buy no equipment. I had to do everything with a shovel. And, <laughs> and, and we had a big farm and lots of water down there. Mm -hmm. And it was went through where you're... Dad's got the crails, mm -hmm. that ditch went out through there and over and down. Then it hit the sand. It did bring sand down on me. The land was unlevel and, and I hated it to death. <laughs> you spent a lot of hours out there farming. Probably more hours than you wanted. I had to hire my hay bale. And, but anyway... Uh, We'd have to hire all the help, yeah. all the hay, bale it, cut it, and bale it. They wouldn't buy no equipment for me. Huh. Do you have any advice or anything for anybody who wants to get into ranching or anything like that, what advice would you give them? Go do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You didn't know what ranching was. That's what she what? said. What do you think my dad had me doing? Well... I was sitting there dad. one day. I was 12 years old. I was sitting there and he plopped his stack in my lap and he says, well, you got to take Vernon's place, and I did. I mean, I hauled hay, I fed cows, I did it all. Yeah, and that lasted till I graduated. They had to. He had to, and her had to drive his cattle from here, clear over and down into Jones Valley. Oh, okay. Did any of those cows come from the desert and then yes. to John's Valley? Yes, every one of them. Took us three oh. days over the mountain with, because you couldn't take it that, 
they you just had to take them at their own speed. Yeah. Sometimes my grandpa, he uh, was in back of us with the truck, and if a little calf would get so tired he couldn't go, you'd pick him up, put him in the truck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my dad and his dog rode the sides. My dad, real dad, bought that ranch up in Main Canyon. Oh, okay. And he had the only trail up there. They'd trail their cattle, trail their cattle in there for the night. So, did you help your real dad out a lot, or no. have anything to do with them at all? Or? No, I hadn't. Yeah, he brought me when I was just a little boy. He brought, he'd bring clothes down to me, uh, pants and underwear and shirts, stuff like that. He'd bring them down, but as far as he'd take me fishing two or three days up, we'd go by wagon up North Creek and clear up to the lake. We'd go fishing up there for three days, and my older brother and, and the Jaime Gates and uh, that was always fun. It's going to be a reunion. He's never seen his mother. And she's never, well, she did. She saw him when he was born. I know that was but hard. She died, so they, they raised him. He went up on the mountain and put salt out when he was eight years old. So he started working pretty young. Yeah. Well, I cleaned stables every morning. Really? If I'd miss one, third, I'd get a whipping. <laughs> How old were you when you started that? Well, I don't know, but I was a, I was young. I'd, he had three stables down there. Uh, not have to rake them every morning. Had one or two milk cows, and one was a stable in the middle for the cows, and, and then they had another, another stable over on this side, and then they had to run where we put the stallions when we had them. Uh -huh. On there, then we had another stable on the other side of the cow, and I had to rake them suckers ever every morning, and I'd better rake them. Then I had to haul the manure out. Had a big ton-and-a-half truck, and I'd have that thing loaded before they ever got out of bed. Really? Wow. They were good people, but they had their ways. Yeah. Well, she was 56 when they took him. I don't know how old Charlie was, but Charlie Bailey. They come clear out of Idaho when he was young. They was up there. Moved down to, see, they stopped on Ogden. They didn't like that. They moved on down to Animal. They was there for a year or two. Didn't like that, so they moved over here. Oh, okay. He, well, it was one of the biggest cowmen there was. Charlie was? Yeah. 
Charlie was the dad. Oh, okay. Of Gail and Hugh. Oh, okay. And then they had four girls. Okay. They didn't like me, except maybe one. Well, they were afraid you were going to get all the cows in what you did, and that's the reason they... Well, I bought them. Yeah. I didn't get them give to me. I worked for well, them. Well, I know yeah. you did it. What do you think... What's the biggest lesson that you think you've learned throughout your life and through living like well, you did? Not, not to be wasteful. I like Especially that. with money. Look what you're doing before you do it. Study it out. It don't look like you're gonna, you can make it, you better leave it alone. That's the way the darn cattle was. I worked on it with them. And your calves wasn't worth nothing. You couldn't get anything out of them. And then you had bad winters. Yeah. I got the farm. No, no equipment. I do. I hate farming. To this day. To this day. <laughs> we uh, that big piece of ground right below your dad's crails. We had that. That was a state land. Oh, okay. And uh, Bailey's leased that. They'd had. They had their sheep. Uh, they'd bring their sheep up there in the spring and, and lamb them. They lambed sometimes down on the desert. I'd have, have to go down there and help them dock them and everything. And, uh, but uh, sometimes they had to dock up, up, up here. And uh, I don't know why he didn't Bailey's didn't buy that when they had the chance. There's that whole section that sits right by, right down over your crowds. Yeah. That would have been a nice piece. Yeah. I think, didn't you tell me one time that they, there was like a standoff or something at Wildcat between the sheepmen and the cowmen? Mm -hmm. What what was that about again? Well, <clears throat> they'd pushed the sheep down off in uh, Black Ridge or, or Sunset Flat, somewhere up there, there was division. They pushed the, through the BLM, they pushed the sheepmen clear down to the wildcat. Well, and before they were up closer? Yeah. Or no? Who? The, the the sheep. Yeah, they was up they was up somewhere. I I can't re remember exactly where their line was, but the cattlemen talked to BLM or who uh, they called them something else. Talked them into moving that division line clear down to Wildcat. Well, there was a bunch of cowmen would push them on further. And there was two D-Haws, and Vic caught them, I think. That was, that's where they was, with the sheep. They, they come up there when the 
things and talking it out with the BLM had the rifles. Says you, you move it one more feed and we'll. <laughs> I I remember him telling them about that. Gosh. You move more. You're not going to move it one more feed. Down, down. And you weren't there, but you heard about yeah, it, right? I heard about it. McKay and him were going to school, and they both got them up. So they figured, well, we're out of school. We might as well send them to sheep herd and they take care of the sheep <laughs> with the mumps. <laughs> How did that go? <laughs> I didn't even know it. Well, I knew I had, supposedly had the mumps, but there was nothing, nothing I, neither McKay was all right. You both felt fine. Yeah. Well, you probably just assume do that and go to school well, anyway, yeah. huh? Yeah, we was in Morton District School. We wasn't in high school. We was in Morton District School way up in there. Fifth, sixth grade, seventh, somewhere. And that was the last year of school for you guys? In that building. Oh, okay. And they built that new high school right there in that gym. Uh-huh. Well, they built the high school first, then they built this gym uh, after, okay. just after. We had the elite gym of the district. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Well, do you have any other stories you want to share? <laughs> well, like... I've got a lot of them if I had, had the mind to think, them, think about them. We used to go, Gail, he always wanted to skulk around to steal what calves he could find in the dirty calves. And, and I'd been down the desert, uh, and I knew where a couple was, and I made the mistake of coming back and telling Telling him? Telling, well, I didn't tell him. I told Paul and them. They told told him. Anyway, we packed up and went around and, and got them dog, them calves, and that's the last I seen it. I never got two cents out of it. And they were just, the, they were doggy calves? Or? The, yeah, the, these cow, cows had got up on the bench and they call it the, uh, I don't know what that forget forgetting all their names. Uh, I seen them about a week before the doggy cows. They was up on a bench that runs around there, and they was out there uh, bellering on the edge. And I was in down in the creek, so I come up back home and instead of going getting them myself, we went and they got them. And I'd never seen them. That's the way they was. I had a horse, nice horse. Paul let them take it down the desert and they bought it and never did pay him. And and I'd never seen the horse anymore. That's when Gail had that hold the rock deal. Him and Kay. McKay's never had any 
Albert, but Gale had it. Gale was a stingy, stingy man. Really? He didn't give his boys anything. Hate to say that, but that's the truth. Yeah. I heard that some, like some of those guys went, like they would rope calves and stuff professionally around here. Did they do that or? Do you know, or did you do that, or were you I, more in the I horse rode, racing? But not professionally. Not professionally. We went to rodeos. Me and Robert. I got over to Wayne County to the one of their rodeos. And I was on a nice, gentle buckskin horse, and we were open steers. But our turn, and Robert. And Instead of even telling me to tighten my cinch, we went out there and I'd run in there and rope that steer quick and and uh, <laughs> turned on him and Robert came in and healed him when we stretched him out. My saddle went over on <laughs> on his on the side of that buckskin horse and we lost the money. Oh. <laughs> It came tight. You should have got the money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it was well, tight you enough. Did, yeah, you yeah. got that buckle. <laughs> you tell how long it was. <laughs> we won over to Parwan. Here. We belonged to the riding club here. We did. And uh, they'd always have a big one down to Richfield where there were a lot of riding clubs and these guys took took the trophy every time they every time they knew we were coming or they'd get mad because they knew that we weren't gonna win nothing. <laughs> I mean they had a good bunch of horses. Yeah. Do you have a lot of pictures from the desert and stuff, or any oh, of that, or yeah. your racing days or anything? Well, I've, I've got them, but don't know where they're at. <laughs> see me, see me up there with that mule on, on that mule. Yeah. That's when I was working out at the Grand Canyon. I broke. Oh, you the, worked at the Grand Canyon too. Uh huh. I didn't know that. I broke that mule for Pete. How long were you out there? And how old were you when you did that? Well, it's been eight or nine years, hasn't it, since I... Eight or nine years. I was out there for nine years. There in Zion. I run Zion. Cool. So was that... That was... One of the more recent jobs that you had, or was that when you were young? Oh, I was married. Okay. And sold he broke the, a mule. Sold, sold the cattle. He broke a mule down there, and he wouldn't let anybody ride him on the hill. <laughs> and then he had to go off and lay him. And <laughs> That's it. He died. Cool. The mule died over the Tropicus last year. The ride they had from the North Rim down to the, uh, down the bottom, 
not not to the river, but down the bottom. Uh, I can't remember what they call it. Uh, it was a long ways. I tell you, I spent some cold days there in the fall. In hot days, it got hotter than a pistol. And then I, I had to go down in there two or three times and lead mules down to get people out of there. And tried to hike across from the south rim over and up. Tried to hike? Yeah, and they tried to make a record out of it. Uh, and they'd give out down, you know, coming up uh, out of there because it's steep mm -hmm. and scary. I saved a woman's life uh, going around this uh, ledge around there and she she was back about two uh, two riders from me and I, we got about halfway down that ledge she'd fell off she'd been on on off oh. and I heard her holler my name and I knew something was wrong and I bailed off and, and bailed back there and passed a, another rider and caught her as she was coming off. That's scary. And, and uh, we got the other rider, got it to go all, on over where he got, got off the ledge. And I held her on and her mule followed that other mule. That's all they let you take the mule. And, uh, and my mule, just thought, well, I guess we're going on. He took took off just walking, and I couldn't catch up with him. <laughs> he went through the bottom, and I had to walk on. I laid that <laughs> woman down. And when they come back, I got off and helped her back across that ledge. It, oh, you had to go here, right out in the middle of the street, around that darn ledge. I, I hated it every time I... Had a group. How was it compared to the 50? Was it oh, yeah. better or worse? No, that's, that's all that was, but that uh, oh, during okay. the 50s, your horse gets down with you, you down on that 50s, and there's places that you'd go off. Off with it. Yeah, you can see horse bodies down there, cows, skeletons. Yeah. I don't know whether uh, they went up there and fixed that, fixed that trail in the middle trail, but they they've never done anything up to that upper trail because the rocks are big. The middle trail and then that lower trail, Griffin's uh, has got a bad place or two going up there. They've lost a horse or two. Uh, going up on there, uh, I've had a lot of good horses. Had one, one called old Rooster, brown horse. I, he's a young horse. I'd never seen a horse pick up on cutting cattle like he did. Surprised, surprised me. I could about fall off. I was <laughs> some cattle on the there. The tagging crowd went fall. 
and they were they didn't want to go in that front gate and and they were whirled and started back and he went right with them when they turned them back he went right with them i never seen a horse pick it up like that on his own there's a lot a lot going on in my life yeah well thanks for your time well, it's been fun visiting been with you well, <laughs> well guys thanks for tuning in to the first episode of my podcast I worked really hard on it, and I'm really excited with how it turned out. Your support means a lot, so thank you for tuning in. If you know someone who would like to be interviewed for the Cowboy Stories podcast, please feel free to email me at cowboystoriespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks. See you next time.